0: welcome everyone to another exciting episode of the okr's q a podcast also known as the okr corral or okr insight is the king i'm your host tim meinhart okr expert and ceo of a truity an okr consultancy in washington dc before we begin if you're passionate about okrs check out our okrs professional network a special community created to bring together OKR professionals looking to build relationships, grow their expertise, and share best practices to create amazing OKR programs. Check out the link in our show notes to learn more about the OKR's professional network. And please don't forget, if you enjoy our podcast, subscribe, leave a review, and visit us at atruityone.com. In this amazing episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with one of my favorite OKR subject matter experts, Lisa Shuffro, chief storyteller and coach at whatmatters.com. For those who are unfamiliar with whatmatters.com, it's the official website of the book, Measure What Matters, and it's jam-packed with fantastic information on objectives and key results. What Lisa brings to this fabulous discussion is a very refreshing and unique approach to understanding OKRs and the story they tell. We talk about clarity of communication and how choosing the right words really does impact the organization. Also, her thoughts on employer and employee relations and how to get better buy-in within your organization. I really like Lisa's take on the OKR landscape, and she is extraordinarily insightful, and her concept of storytelling is truly amazing. So please, everyone, grab that cup of coffee, plug in those earbuds, and enjoy my wonderful interview with Lisa Shufro. So Lisa, welcome to the program and this is your second time uh, joining us. So um, for those that have not had a chance to get to know you before on our other previous podcast, tell our listeners a little bit about your background and what you're up to these days.
1: Those are two very different questions, but thanks, Tim, for having me back. <laughs> I'm glad that the spirited conversation last time warranted a, a return visit. Absolutely. Um, so I'm still the chief storyteller of, uh, of whatmatters.com, uh, which is a fancy way of calling me the editor-in-chief. And um, my background is really as a conference curator. I came out of the TED world um, and I help thought leaders use stories to reach broader audiences, even within their own organization. Um, so uh, it's a very natural um, kind of move. OKRs are stories on a certain yeah. level, right?
0: No, they are. Isn't that, isn't that true? They really are stories. Um, and everybody seems to have a different journey, you know, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's very unique. And, you know, I, I go back to even when up when I first got started. I can still remember what people were doing, you know, as, as they move through the journey, you know, those those little bit of trials and tribulations. And then that aha moment when they got things, you know, it's funny, you and I were discussing off the air a little bit about what we're kind of seeing in this OKR landscape and specifically why some organizations are getting less out of their programs than maybe they'd hope to and um i would just love to know what your thoughts are around all this lisa
1: i mean that's probably a several episode series uh, right. about yeah. how do you get the most out of okrs um and that's been you know, largely the journey of the What Matters team the past mm-hmm. couple of years is to keep identifying those most common obstacles to getting the most out of your team um, and, yeah. and, and where things are falling short. But I, th- I think where both of us um, see changes happening in, in the landscape yeah. right now mm-hmm. is that um, OKRs are often being conflated um, with other kinds of programs that are intended to serve different purposes. And there's a very real uh, and understandable reason for wanting to use the same software platform or the same protocol to solve all of your problems. On one hand, it feels like it's more efficient because it's just one tool, but uh, it's not necessarily the most efficient or the most effective because OKRs are really their own thing. They are stories, not logistics maps. They are uh, stories that are um, an expression of your strategy, not a substitute for your strategy. So if you're trying to use OKRs to do too many things, you probably have an impression that they don't work. And by the the same token, um, if you are using, you know, a project management program with a subset set aside for OKRs, there's in my experience, a good chance that you're conflating it with
0: tracking. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, the, you get, sometimes people get very tactical, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, I see it sometimes with um, with the folks that have been schooled in agile. You know, they're more work stream oriented and they they they, they want to get down in the weeds. Whereas, you know, the OKRs, I, I sometimes ask people to level up their thinking a little bit, you know, as to how you get in management. You know what? What really is are the priorities for your organization, and how how are we going to measure those successes? Totally
1: so, agree. And there, there's yeah. certainly nothing wrong with tactics, and there's nothing wrong with getting no. in the weeds. You absolutely right. need those people to to be in the weeds. But when it comes to bringing you know larger groups or anyone outside of your own head into what you're doing, there comes a point at which speaking at the higher calling, the higher purpose. Um, and allowing teams to then go and do their expert thing is more productive.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. What are, What are your thoughts about, um, you know, I, I hear a lot about performance management today mm-hmm. and just wanted to hear your thoughts on, on, on well about performance management, because sometimes things get caught up in, you know, and I don't want to disparage, okay, our software, but sometimes people get very, they get very, uh, uh, they want to look at a dashboard and see how everybody's doing. And sometimes that, you know, it's this is more about somebody's personal, you know, what they're trying to accomplish as it relates to the overall objectives of the organization. And just wondered what your thoughts are on, on uh, performance management.
1: Well, performance management is obviously vital to the success of any um, organization and its growth. Mm-hmm. So um, we believe that any successful organization is going to have a robust and healthy set of performance management practices. Where I think we often end up coaching organizations is that OKRs are a part of performance management Specifically the CFRs portion, which we call conversations, feedback, and recognition. Mm-hmm. Recognition. Yeah, which complements the the OKR goals themselves. The system mm-hmm. of interactions you have, the dialogue you have is part of performance management, but it isn't all of performance management. And right. so again, if you're coming from this mindset of one tool to rule them all, it's not necessarily that you are clear on the true benefit of creating co-creating a story together and looking at how you're doing against the challenges. Yeah, it's I, very I, different from from how is this team progressing in its skills fulfilling responsibilities beyond the OKRs and what is the trajectory for upward mobility within this organization.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely true and especially in today when you know uh, human capital is extraordinarily important and you know we people have talked about the great resignation and you know people don't generally leave i mean contrary to most most popular opinion they don't leave generally for the money they'll leave because they don't know the greater picture Uh, They don't know how they're making a difference in things. And I think that communication, feedback and recognition, we use it all the time, is just a one wonderful piece that that uh, complements the overall performance management. um, I very much agree. Yeah,
1: no, I I very much agree that that people don't always leave for salary. I think some people leave for salary and, and obviously compensation packages are a huge You know, but but I think in general, you know, we have to we kind of have to zoom out and say, look, the world has changed a lot in the last three years. It feels more complicated and more uncertain. You know, it's it is actually the harder path to tell everyone to do uh, what to do all the time. Right. So when you can articulate um, more of a vector um, and you give them a sense of where we need to get to and what signs of progress or, or weakness uh, make a group succeed success and enjoying good relationships productive relationships at work can be an offset to uh better compensation opportunities because it's it, it's not we just don't live in a world where it's any one thing right and right. it's not one thing for everyone
0: no no so i love this concept of stories and my next question was really it was kind of around this clarity and communication, how it leads to better results. And what do you think about that? And, and then does it relate to that story element that you're mentioning as well?
1: Well, of course, you know, because I'm a storyteller, uh, right. everything looks like a story to me. But, you know, yeah. I don't think it's an accident that that language is one of the first human I- Inventions. You know, it's 100,000 years old. We think nobody was there that we know of. But uh, as far as we know, it was very early in uh, in, in human sort of uh, development. And one of the early inventions that happened on top of that is stories, right? And the stories predate PowerPoint presentations and uh, PL things. Stories are yeah. very, very old. And, and what What is that core function, right? That core function is that you want to orient a group of people towards the same idea of where we want to go. That's the human invention, right? So on the most basic level, stories about where are we, where do we want to get to, and what interesting slash hairy things are we going to encounter along the way? So an OKR is going to capture that. It's going to tell you how that story is unfolding any moment. Are we close to, you know, yeah. uh, you know, winning the kingdom or not, right? What's in the way? How do we need to regroup? And it will tell you what we value in the process, right? Uh,
0: yeah. That
1: can be incredibly clarifying. Again, it's exhausting in a world where there are so many uh, complex Things coming at us from supply chain instability to energy prices to inflation to people moving um, where they have stronger social networks or where it's cheaper because we have technology now, right? The the amount of mm-hmm. dynamic, uh, I think, means that we have to use language and we have to use stories, these very old, very human inventions, to Mm -hmm. help people find where we are relative to the end of the story. Are we going to, are we going to, is this a success story or a failure story? Right? So I think when you can um, not, stories are very complicated, right? Take any story Mm -hmm. from, from the Bible, for example, and those things are very, very complex, but they are communicated in a way that make it possible for us to decide how are we as a community going to act when this problem faces us, right? So it's about using clear language that expresses our values that tells us, you know, are we on the path to becoming, uh, you know, better or not better? Are we on the path to overcoming this challenge or failing at this challenge? And so I think when you have that kind of clarity and OKRs are one discipline, I think that's better at it than project management, Um. Uh, and, and long-term strategic planning, because you gotta you gotta deal with the challenges one one challenge at a time, right? Um, yeah. uh, it can lend real clarity to. Here's where we are at this moment. Here's where we can all help. Uh, and I think that that cumulatively, that practice mm-hmm. of of comparing stories, coming up with stories, coming up with solutions from other stories that process is simpler than trying to make everybody go through all your data and all your flowcharts and all your
0: right yeah no I, I i just i really really i like the concept of the story you know um because you know you think when you tell stories you know you, you're you're telling about something that took place in a in a in a way that you'll remember it you know i think um when 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 good okrs are, are put together they're easy to remember because they, they are articulated right. And um, and sometimes they're simple. They don't have to be, you know, complicated. You know, I, I think sometimes I, I use that little simple, you know, story of, of taking young children and giving them just a simple sentence and having them repeat it around to everybody and what the sentence looks like by the time it's finished. And, um, you know, I use a great um, – I use a great uh, story myself about a very large organization that had three main objectives and you know that they were they were so simple that everybody everybody in the organization knew what they were and they were simply three words or four words and that was it but that told the story you know and I think that's really that's what I really truly love about that concept of story is is it doesn't have to be long What it has to do is resonate, you know, and and provide you with that, that thought concept or that picture of, yes, this is the right way to go versus this is maybe not the best way to go. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I, I think what I'd I love to add to that, I'm so glad that that resonates mm-hmm. for you and the work that you do with all these organizations. I find that it also resonates with the groups that we coach because we have so many, we all know what it's like to hear someone who tells a story that's just full of agonizing detail um, mm-hmm. and just says, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. That's not a story, right? That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a log book, right? <laughs> and so when you're, you know, and there are places where you want, Every step to be checked out when you're landing on the moon or you're doing surgery, you really want every step laid out yeah. and checked off, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's a great use of something like a project managing tool. And in an OKR, what you're really trying to say is, "Hey, we should know at any given moment what the greatest challenges are yeah. toward reaching that uh, end destination, that highest, most inspirational destination that's within reach, right?" and we have this language to say, are we getting closer? Are we falling behind? And it's about the challenges, not about the steps. By describing the challenges, this is the challenge we're focused on right now. Then you can go and, and lay out your detailed checklists. But yeah. they really are two separate skills.
0: Yeah, no, I, wow. To me, I just, you know, you you and I have talked about stories for a long time and I just got it. Like I just like I just got it. And I, and I hope my audience like wakes up and goes, I got it. But um, your audience awesome. can't see
1: me smiling. But, but yeah, know. <laughs> The grin is now ear to ear.
0: Right. Me too. I mean, it's uh, I just it's I just got it, which was it's just fantastic. So, um, all right. So let me change something here. There was something else you and I were talking about. And, you know, we we've, we've got this new decentralized world that, you know, um, there's a great there's a great book, um, General McChrystal Um had a book called Team of Teams, and he talks about, you know, complicated and then complex. And you were mentioning complex earlier. And I think in this decentralized world of complexity, you know, we've got this new employer-employee dynamic and relationship that's taking place. And I'd love to get your thoughts on it, Lisa. What what are you seeing? And and what are your thoughts about this new employer-employee relationships in this decentralized world?
1: Well, let me ask you, I think um, for the benefit of the audience, like what would you describe as some of the newest parts of that? And what would you, it, Like decentralized living and decentralized models has been happening for a couple of decades. And I agree it has affected the employer-employee relationship a little bit differently. But because you spend more time inside organizations than I do, maybe could you provide a little more detail around um,
0: new? Before we continue with the interview, we'd like to tell you a little bit about Atruity.
1: Hey everyone. You all know that at Atruity, we implement, triage, and run OKR programs. But did you know that we also offer OKR training? Whether you're a large organization looking to train your entire staff, or you're an OKR program manager looking to become OKR certified, either way, we have a solution for you. To learn more about our OKR training and our many OKR solutions, check out our link tree in the show notes below. And also, don't forget to download our free ebook, The 7 C's to OKR Success, located in our link tree as well. Thanks for listening, and let's get back to the show.
0: As somebody that's been involved with OKRs and watched uh, COVID unfold, you know, um, it's it, it it opened up a lot of uh, different avenues that, you know, I want to say it was the haves and the have nots, you know, of sorts, Mm -hmm. that um, I happened to work with this organization that was just literally putting into their second layer of management, which was about 40 different managers at the time, Mm -hmm. um, right when COVID was hitting. Okay. And, you know, they, they, they were not necessarily comfortable with video conferencing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, They certainly um, based on what they did for, for, uh, you know, what this organization does, having that collective beehive inside their office was critically important. That ability to bounce and talk, you know, just per, per conversation and suddenly having to be thrust into a new world where, you know, the, things had changed quickly. Um, And yet I was also working with another organization at the time that was much more comfortable in a decentralized world where they didn't always have to be together, but they had that video conferencing, you know, Mm -hmm. that kept them together and they had built into their organization, some elements that kept them close, even though they weren't necessarily in what I would call that beehive arrangement. And so You know, I think those those early things now have have taken on new shape Um, as we watched um, organizations discover the virtual happy hour. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. You know, have a cocktail with a friend, even though you're on on video conference. And then I watched people play games and do all different kinds of things to try to build that build build even back or build further those relationships that were being lost in this decentralized world. And, um, and, and having worked with organizations, Lisa, that people were hired, people were managing and they had never met each other in person. Mm, mm -hmm. That's really very, that's a different dynamic, you know? And so we found Objectives and Key Results to be one of these things that pulled people together in that decentralized world where they still have this ability to not only for themselves see what what they could ultimately be responsible towards the end result of the organization in a very visual manner, but they got to see what everybody else was involved with. And um, I was just at a dinner um, about 40 days ago, where I talked to an organization and afterwards, two gentlemen came to me and said, you know, our internal staff, they just don't feel as though like they're going through the motions. And I mm-hmm. said, do they feel connected? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that connection, um, it, and I use OKRs as that connectivity point because it involves everybody and makes a team of teams Come together. And so, if you ask me, that's one of the biggest things that I've seen is, and COVID just brought it right to the forefront. You know, how do we stay together as an organization and be agile enough? Because, you know, you've got this other situation that's taking place as well, which is what is my client or customer? How are they changing rapidly as well? We're doing business with people that we've never met before, even though we feel like we've met them. We, I mean, Lisa, you and I have never met each other, but we've talked mm-hmm. so many times on video. So mm-hmm. I think that those, those relationships have, I don't want to say they've changed. They've maybe morphed a little bit. And what, what are you, what are your thoughts on it?
1: There was a lot there. So let me see if I can um, yeah, kind of reflect, because I definitely feel that, that, relationships are changing and and used another one of my favorite words after stories um, and maybe the words on sale. But my, one of my other uh, one of my other uh, favorite words is complexity. Right. And yeah. I think another uh, complexity means something very specific in the worlds of science um, uh, uh, or different scientific disciplines. But maybe the common theme or one very deep common theme is it is the recognition that relationships are as important as sort of the object. Um, right between yeah. the relationships and i think one of the things that ended up happening was you know before the pandemic when working in the office was kind of the default and being a digital nomad was kind of a growing but still kind of uh not mainstream thing um yeah. we had the comfort of um a lot of work happening somewhat by uh, the notion of just blind interaction, right? Mm-hmm. And when we had to work from home, for those of us who could, um, you know, that that we learned quite quickly that some work and quite valuable work could actually get done without being in the office. And that's a little bit of a crisis, right? So technology mm-hmm. has decentralized. What also gets uh, highlighted in a situation like that when there's a big shift like that is that... Um, the, the social connectivity at work uh, can be balanced differently than the social connectivity at home
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think when we think about rebuilding what the office um, is like in a post-COVID fully yeah. decentralized, not going back right, like unfortunately leaders now I think have to hold both realities in their head a lot of work yeah. can be done independently and right. a lot of work uh, a lot of employees, in order to get their best, are not going to leave their social networks yeah. for various reasons, particularly particularly when there is so much uncertainty uh, in, in, in the world at large, right? Um, when our chances to participate or um, benefit from opportunities out there seems, in some cases, very unevenly distributed, right? What yeah. are we going to do? Um, yeah. So I think it's... <clears throat> There has always been um, a complex relationship between employer and employee, but I think COVID and technology have made it um, much more transparent. And those who are, you know, willing to rethink, when do we really want information flow? When do we want that relationship to get stronger? What kind of environment can we build? It's not ping pong tables. It's really, what's the question? So to your point about you know, how OKRs do that. It's a story. We want to be part of that story. Right. We get excited by that story. We feel like we are characters in that story, not objects in that story. And I think when you start to think about interaction and how OKRs can reshape relationships between teams, between individuals on teams, or between teams and an uncertain, you know, giant out there. Right. Right. Um it becomes more exciting than, than I mean, I don't ever want to sit at a table going through a checklist of a project management thing again. Yeah. I probably will have to. <laughs> I mean, that's wishful thinking on my part. Yeah. But I now have many models of success that enable me to have more control over the dial than I did before. That genie's not going back in the bottle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, I, I love that about your characters in a big story. And it, it just feels, it, it allows you... You know, one of the things that sometimes that I think people miss in in and and I don't want to say with OKRs, but I'll just make it specific, is they lose the fun, you know. And I think when you talk about it in stories and characters, like I put a smile on my face and their interactions and what's their role. Um, it's almost like in this giant play of sorts and. And that you kind of feel good, you know, they're supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be about us going towards something that, you know, you're genuinely excited about and, you know, not something that's like, Oh gosh, I got to do this again. It's, it's like, Hey, there's there's this whole new chapter here. And I'm so excited to be able to see how good I can be this quarter. And let me really put something out there and kind of shoot for it and get my team excited for it. And Um, you know, one of the best, and I I use this all the time, one of the best objectives that I ever saw for an individual. When I asked this woman, she said, it's to go to Cancun. That's my objective. And so, and, and, but it got her excited every day because she was going to make that company trip. And that was her objective. And I was so, um, I, I enjoyed it so much and she enjoyed that so much. So, you know, I, I just think the word stories and characters and interactions, they put a smile on your face. But it because, I mean, we do things that are that I, I try to make it as fun as possible. I, I'm a very fun loving character myself. And so to me, you can be as dry as you want, but you can also make it really fun. And I think when people have fun, they get excited. And that excitement is really what Like, there's this underpinning some things of OKRs that I really love. And, you know, John Doerr does that video where he's, in, he's uh, interviewed by the Khan Academy, and then he talks to Bono, and Bono makes mention of the fact that it's where that magic happens, where it's that passion in your mind. And, you know, those kind of things get you excited and, and, and put a smile on your face. And I think those are things in business that really people want. Like, what's your story? And I love that. Now I'm going to, I've, I'm going to use it. I love what's your story. What are you all about? And, um, and I think that um, I think when it puts a smile on your face, I think you get a, a much better result. So. Um, I
1: appreciate that. I think, yeah. um, I think that for too long, um, and because I think my world um, started out coaching scientists and technologists and doctors and people who um in the obtaining of their degrees, um, had to use language and styles that are very antithetical to stories. Mm -hmm. When they tried to motivate larger groups than just their expert cohort, they really struggled. Um, and, and that's why I, I, I always point out the fact that stories are much older than academic papers. Um, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It's not just that they're fun. It's that they are a very rich and dense source of information that orients us. Where are we trying to get to? Right. Right? And, and so when you, when you make it that task list and that mantle, there are places for that. But when you are trying to get a group to coordinate its actions... Stories tend to be a faster, richer, more evocative, more coordinating kind of device. So it's not just that it's fun. Fun is a little bit how the medicine goes down. But make right. no mistake, stories are as powerful. Um, and just like we've seen the line between work and home get obliterated, and we've seen the line between personal and professional get obliterated, like this is another one that there mm-hmm. are times to be technical and not use... Um, more human or emotion centered, mm-hmm. um, and then there are times to use the tool, which is a very dense way of combining mind and heart. When you're trying to coordinate with teams, there must be an element of motivation and desire. Yeah, that's a lot easier to get out of a story slash OKR. I'm trying to make that connection right. real clear here. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, that's a it's that's a better vehicle than a to do list.
0: Well, you know, and take that to one level further. You know, good a good story is unforgettable. You know that if if a good story you remember you know i'd say like a joke okay but but you know you remember things when when a story is Mm -hmm. told you remember the quote-unquote moral of the story right Mm -hmm. and um and that understanding stays with you and i think that to me is really something that when you do objectives and key results if it resonates with you and resonates with others that's where i think you really get that that um that really inflection point when things really begin to pop and when
1: you can get agreement on what's the biggest challenge in the story what's the most exciting part of this story and then sometimes we'll be like no that's not the cool part of the story right that's uh an easier way of saying you know ms important is going through xyz and you know we have validated that progress is happening there's 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 a reason stories work so well.
0: Yeah. So we've been talking all around this, but I'm just dying to ask you a question about uh, program buy-in. You know, I, um, and I just think that that's an extraordinary broad topic of conversation, but what takes program buy-in to the next level in your opinion, Lisa? Loading <laughs> questions. Yes. Question. Yeah, 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 Yeah.
1: Saving the easy question right. for last. Yeah. Let me bring it back to stories. That seems to be the theme of of today's yeah. discussion, right? So, buy-in is in essence a shared story.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: um, we tend to get along with people who share similar enough stories. I think that's part of the reason there's a lot of uncertainty in our uh, global media environment yet. Right? We're we're trying to sort it out because all of a sudden we're all in the same space, um, and it's very easy. To uh, bump into each other, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of tension because we don't have a shared story. That's a that's as long as there have been humans, there has been story conflicts. But right, right now, it's it's more complicated, more complex than it's ever been because the amount of relationships that are changing and that we're in in touch with um, are are more complicated than ever. So the process of tr- transmitting that story, let's call an OKR a story, mm-hmm. which is a chapter in a larger story, your North Star OKR, or your yeah, long-term sure. strategic objective is a story of where we want to go and right. what are the big challenges that we must undertake to solve um, in order to 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 get to that final destination. That's going to be amazing, um, right? Yeah. So really, when you're talking about buy-in, you're, you're in some ways um, measuring how far did the story transmit in my organization. Yeah. Yeah. And when you recognize where information is flowing, um, right, the relationships, how, how strong are these relationships? How dynamic are these relationships rather than how siloed are they, right? There's an old, I think there's an older view of breaking it down into component parts, but when, and, and that's an important discipline, but when you're thinking about buy-in, um, OKRs, stories, language exists on a certain level to say we are coordinating, we are aligned. And here's where our attention is, because here's where we want to get to. How deeply does that transmit into your organization on a tactical level? Because I know my bias is always on the philosophical, right? On the tactical level, you know, that's the process we call cascading and laddering, Mm -hmm. which is when the executive team comes up with the North Star OKR, parts of it are picked up in other parts of the organization. That's a guaranteed alignment, right? Yeah. And... You can say, did the did the story transmit? If the right parts of the organization picked up the right parts of uh, that, you were hoping that they would. If not, right. go have a dialogue. See if you can get yeah. them to share the story with you. Yeah. If not, that's information too. Yeah, very good information. What do you think is more important? What should be part of the story?
0: Right. What's missing? What's overlapped? You know. Hey, I've got a story. You've got a story we need to coordinate a little bit better and um yeah
1: so that's the original okr right that yeah. that um they said oh we need to beat motorola until the startup at the time right. so we yeah. need to beat motorola uh and and a frontline engineer said how can we do that we don't have the better chips yeah right? he said you're yeah. selling me a story that doesn't work because our chips you know aren't marketed as well and they aren't actually as high performance we have to change the story
0: yeah yeah You know, and uh, what you mentioned, some really, really great, great points in there. And, um, you know, it just buying in itself is somewhat individual, you know, if it makes sense. And um, and it's discovering what's what's that. And I hate to use the word dominant buying motive, you know, but what is what's that person all about that, you know, that they don't. You know, sometimes people are sometimes outliers, and it's that bringing together everybody that you yeah. you know that coordinating that you're you're part of something bigger, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by telling that right and you use the word north stars, and which I use all the time, but having those that right north star, that right story at the top, and then really asking, you know, those questions about how do you fit in, you know, what is it mm-hmm. that you're. That you're doing here, and 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 then you know sometimes we we work with people that aren't comfortable with various things that I would call are the uh, are the OKR framework. You know, like how to how to how to be how to run the meetings, how to how to stay engaged, communication, yes. feedback, and recognition. Yep. And um, I, I worked with an individual that just could not get his head around this. And I, I mean, I talked at great length and finally one day he said, you know, Tim, if I just, if we had a meeting, just not every week, but just once every other week, I think I would be much better with it. And I said, well, let's do that. I mean, let's try and see if it works for you. And what was amazing was he said, Tim, it does work. And um, I, I, I like this now. And I've, and so Yeah, you chose
1: connectedness, right? right. You chose yeah. connectedness so, uh, over, over compliance.
0: Right. And as I tell people, you know, that old movie, um, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean with Johnny Depp and, you know, he's the pirate, right? Ah, you know, the two pirates are arguing, right? And, uh, you know, he says, uh, it's either him or the pirate says, well, that's that's pirate, that Johnny Depp's well, that's that's pirate's rule. He goes, it's not really a rule, it's more like a guideline, all right? So, I tell people, look, these are guidelines, you know, and, um, and what works for one organization may not work exactly for your organization. So let's discover what works for you and what, what can we do to make it palatable toward what it is that you're doing? Because at the end of the day, what we want to do is we want to get that story told and we want to get those things accomplished. And, um,
1: very much so. We yep. we see so much variation in the organizations who deploy OKRs, and all of that is is really okay with us, provided that the underlying principles, right, um, are 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 working. And and to that end, right. So, um, if you are seeing the story cascade into the organization, um, such that you know that it's getting naturally deep uh, without being broken down, right? You can mm-hmm. see how this story and this local team uh, manifests in this way the other way is the laddering right so it's not that it's the exact same one story broken down into a tinier molecule it's that this story is related and aligned and we can see that we are all working in the same direction right and we are agreeing you know, it, it reinforces community and gets more done. It just gets more done. So um, if you're finding yourself, you know, in those meetings that are for the sake of having meetings and, and sometimes, you know, one thing comes out of it that makes it useful. But wouldn't it be nice if um, you were talking about the story and where we are at any moment and 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 where the greatest tension right. is? That's, that's more exciting. And then you went back and said, here's the plan for dealing with that. But can we agree that? this it's this giant not that giant right yeah. there's a, there is a sequence to getting out of this mess or right. or getting uh, getting to that wonderful destination so right. are you measuring things that don't matter right. because you can right, <laughs> right? right. Um, are you meeting for the sake of meeting that's probably to me an indicator that the that the story hasn't been told as clearly as I can, because yeah. I have yet to meet an organization that isn't doing something um, exciting. That surprises me. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every time I
1: actually get on a call yeah. uh, with, with one of these organizations, I'm always like,
0: oh, that's so cool. Or, yeah. Well, um, um, imagine if you could have meetings. Okay. And this is what I try to tell people. I said, you're going to discover as you move forward that you're going to have less meetings as a result of putting a good OKR yeah. program into place, because you're talking about what's most important, what's, yeah. what's prioritized, what is the yeah. real, like you, I like you say, what's the real yeah. story? What is it that's most important? Yeah. And a lot of the other things, it's not that they're not unimportant, they're just not the most important. And they're talked about at the right period in the right time. But if you do things and focused on what's most important, it's really genuinely very unique uh, i'll be interviewing a, a gentleman who was a ceo I, I mentioned it earlier about the simple okrs um, yeah. or simple objectives he used to have a operating committee meeting that would last 10 hours okay with his top 10 folks and he said when i put okrs in he said this was the greatest thing and he had to pull people and fly them in and because they were they were geographically dispersed all over the country so they could talk for 10 hours about What's going on that month, and when he yeah. put OKRs in, they had one meeting last for an hour and fifteen minutes, and exactly. he knew he knew absolutely what was most important with every one of on his team, and that's really all he really needed to know to manage an organization of that size. So, um, it's that prioritization and um, and and getting, you know, getting that most important in there that i that i really like um well we've we've had a chance to really talk with at least you and i could talk forever on this i love it and i've learned so much today as i always do with my great guests um so any last piece of insight you'd like to leave us with today lisa uh, before we before we do this again because we will do this again
1: i love that well you know when you were, we were just Telling that last story there, you know, which doesn't surprise me living in the OK world, but always delights me. Right. Mm-hmm. It, I'm going to I'm going to point to John Doerr himself. Right. Who will say that, especially in, in in a in a world that is as complicated as uncertain and dynamic, decentralized, all the things that we talked about. Right. You don't want to tell people what to do. You want them to know what the next right thing to do is. Yeah. So, yeah. Know, share, share the story. Borrow the mechanisms of stories yeah because they are a powerful way of getting a group to move forward together yeah and, and that's 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 the point of communities like the ones you're building yeah. and the stories we tell and and the lessons we share on what yeah
0: no lisa thank you you know that shared consciousness is a really big deal you know when, when organizations can all feel as though everybody's thinking of the same thing and um and so you're 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 so right um Lisa, thank you so much for being on the program today. I just love our conversations and we're going to have to do it again.
1: Truly a pleasure. I always enjoy our time and and we're always cheering you
0: on. I love it. Have a great summer. You too. Bye now. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes to listen to our OKRs Q&A podcast. You know, OKRs provide such an excellent agile framework which is critical for today's business needs. It's such a pleasure to have such wonderful people share their stories and journeys with us. Please, should you ever need assistance with your OKR journey, do not hesitate to reach out to us and contact us at atreedy1.com. And make sure if you have a minute to rate our show. Have a great week, stay healthy, and of course, stay happy. Thanks, everyone.